the veneration of the saints, honor due the saints and angels. What is meant by the honor and veneration due to the saints? The words honor, veneration, worship, adoration, and the like all agree in this, that they suppose some dignity, excellency, or merit in the person to whom they are given. They also suppose that we have in an inward esteem, regard, and respect for the person on account of the excellencies we perceive in them. When therefore we know that a person possesses any dignity, excellency, or merit, and on that account have real esteem and regard for him in our heart, and when we testify this internal respect and esteem by which outward signs, whether in words or actions, as are expressive of that inward disposition of our heart towards him, this is what is meant by honor, veneration, worship, and adoration in the general meaning of these words in which they all agree. There is, however, a difference among them in some particulars, for to honor one signifies properly to testify by outward signs, the merits or excellency of the person, whether he be our superior or inferior. Thus a king honors a subject when he gives him any marks of his royal favor. The other words besides testifying our respect for the excellencies of the person imply at the same time an acknowledgement of our own inferiority to him at least with regard to those qualifications for which we honor him. Veneration is properly the respect we have for another. On account of some virtuous or religious excellency we perceive in adoration most commonly signifies the respect we pay to God himself or the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Worship is used promiscuously to signify both the honor we pay to God and to holy persons and also the respect we pay to civil magistrates. As therefore we have seen that the saints and the angels of God are adored with many great excellencies and are honored by God himself with the most exalted dignity, far superior to anything in this world for which they justly deserve the highest esteem and regard, the honor and veneration which is due to them from us by our words and our actions that esteems and regards we have for them so they so justly deserve. The Invocation of the Saints What is meant by the invocation of the saints and angels? It is to ask them to present our prayers to the throne of grace and to join their more powerful prayers for us to obtain what is for our spiritual and temporal welfare. Do the saints and angels interest themselves in the happiness of men and pray to God for them? They do, and this is clearly declared in Scripture. First, that is a natural consequence of their ardent love of, to God and of their fervent charity. St. Paul assures us that charity or the love of God and of our neighbor for God's sake never fails faith and hope and other such virtues, are swallowed up by the enjoyment of God in heaven, by his holy love and then only brought it to its highest perfection, the blessed inhabitants of heaven seeing the divine being in all the effulgence of his infinite beauty, are inflamed to the highest degree with love for him and the most ardent desire that he should be loved and served by all his creatures and at the same time sensible 
of the infinite happiness they enjoy in him. They are also inflamed by the most ardent zeal for the salvation of souls and the most fervent desires that all their brethren upon the earth should come to enjoy the same happiness. Now, what are all these desires for the glory of God and the salvation of souls but so many fervent prayers in the sight of God for our salvation? This, then, is their continual employment, to praise and adore God for all his glories and for their own bliss and to pour forth to him their most earnest prayers, that all their brethren upon the earth may be brought to the same happiness. In fact, we have seen above that this is one principal part of their employment in heaven, offering up the prayers of the saints upon earth as a most agreeable sacrifice of incense in the sight of God. The prophet Zacharias relates a fervent prayer that an angel made for the people of God and for the city of Jerusalem and that this prayer was graciously heard by God. And the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long wilt thou not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah, with which thou hast been angry? This is now the seventieth year, and the Lord answered the angel and spoke in me good words, comfortable words, Zechariah. In the celebrated dream which Judas Maccabus had first, Onias, who had been high priest holding up his hands, prayed for all the people of the Jews. After this, there appeared also another man, admirable for age and glory, and environed with great beauty and majesty. Then Onias, answering, said, This is the lover of his brethren and the people of Israel. This is he that prayeth much for the people and for all the holy city. Jeremiah the prophet of God. Now Onias and Jeremiah have been dead long before, and as there happened some hundred years before Christ, it manifestly shows that the people of God, even in the old law, firmly believed that the departed saints of God were solicitous for their brethren upon the earth and prayed for them. If the rich glutton, though he in hell fire, was solicitous for his brethren and prayed that they might not come to that place of torment, how much more must the saints and angels in heaven do the same? <clears throat> 